another episode of the Speak Real podcast, sharing one-on-one conversations. We believe that storytelling is the best way to empower youth and give them the platform to find their voices. Presented by Youth Speak. Youth experience, youth voice, youth empowered. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome back to another special episode of the Speak Real podcast. My name is Lolita, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Alex, and we're going to be talking with Alex all about his journey through um, transitioning, um, what it means to be an ally. We're going to be hearing a little bit more about his story, some of the struggles he went through with, in terms of his mental health. And this is all in favor, of course, of a very special edition of Speak Real podcast for Pride Month. And before we do that, Alex, I want to start with a little bit of an icebreaker. So I'm going to ask you, Alex, um, of course, because it's so important to always do a self-check-in for yourself and always check in to your, with your friends and family, I'm going to ask you, Alex, if you could choose any color to describe how you feel, what would it be? Uh, I think I would choose blue, but not in the way that uh, a lot of people think. I'm feeling very tranquil. I'm feeling very calm. And blue to me is a very calm color. Uh, also, it's been raining. So the plants are getting a lot of water. So I'm feeling very happy about that. So in honor of uh, spring and summer and all the uh, plants being sprung again, I'm going to choose blue. What about you, Lolita? I want to know your answer too. Awesome. Well, thank you for asking. Um, you know, right now I'm going to go with um, orange. Feeling, um, feeling a bit energized, you know, even though today it's a bit rainy and kind of gloomy outside, I'm still feeling just energized by the, the feel of the warm weather and just knowing that summer is just around the corner. So it's making you feel like orange, feeling good, feeling energized. But awesome. Thank you so much for asking, Alex. And that's good to know. Good to know that you're, 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 you're doing good. That's good. That's yeah, no, that was a great, great, uh, great icebreaker. Thank you for that. Awesome. Glad you liked it. Great. So, um, Alex, before we get into the conversation, um, you know, maybe this is someone's first time coming to um, this conversation or coming checking out our podcast, maybe their first time getting to know you. So um, why don't we just open the floor with you telling us a little bit about your story and um, a little bit about a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so definitely. Uh, my story started at a very young age. I started uh, feeling a lot of emotions, mostly just rage. Uh, I couldn't really identify what I was feeling at the time. I now know I was just really, really, really angry all the time. Uh, and that led to me getting in a lot of trouble. Uh, as early as I can remember, I felt kind of weird in my own skin. Um, I hate using the term masculine and feminine, but I had more masculine hobbies. I was into sports. I liked uh, playing in the dirt. Uh, I was raised on uh, a lot of land. So I'd go climb trees, uh, do stuff like that. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was always kind of isolated me uh, because when I did identify as a girl, as female, as you know, in elementary school, uh, the girls kind of hang out with the girls, the guys kind of hang out with the guys. Uh, it's not how it should be, but it is sometimes how it is. Um, so that what made me feel very alone, uh, very lonely. Uh, I felt like I didn't have a place because I didn't fit into those societal standards. Uh, and I didn't fit what society saw as uh, a girly girl. Uh, so throughout my life, I kind of, I knew something was going on. I knew I was different. Um, I knew that there was something special about me. I just didn't know what it was uh, because I grew up in an area where it wasn't talked about. Um, and I, it was very, very uh, difficult for me 
to discuss it with anyone really, uh, just due to the fact that uh, in rural and smaller areas, it just, it was not a thing. Uh, so I didn't even know what was going on uh, up until I hit uh, the end of my high school journey. Uh, it was my graduation year uh, and I had a friend uh, who came up to me and said, this is my name and I'm going by he, him now and I'm transgender. Uh, and that was the first time I had heard the word transgender and I was 19 years old. Uh, so that was a turning point in my life. Uh, and I remember I talked to my parents and they were so supportive of me the whole time. Uh, this whole journey, they've been really, really supportive. But if I didn't have my parents, my principal uh, was really, really supportive of me uh, and really, really active in helping me uh, kind of be who I really, truly knew I was inside. Um, and as soon as I started being honest with everyone and honest with myself and researching more, uh, talking to my doctor about the options, uh, I started to get a lot happier. Uh, a lot of my big sadness that I was feeling started to clear. I still hit waves of depression and of anxiety, um, but I have my coping tools that I can deal with them now. Um, and it really transitioning uh, to me, even at a later age, really helped me discover more about who I am uh, and made my confidence a lot better because who I knew I was on the inside was suddenly reflecting on the outside uh, every single day. Uh, so that's a little bit about me and my journey. Um, it's been a very, very interesting journey and a very exciting journey. Uh, and it still continues to this day. Wow. Amazing. Um, wow. Like that was really, thank you for sharing that, Alex. Um, you know, I know how hard it can be to, you know, even share your story or how vulnerable you need to be to even share your story, even certain aspects that you did share here. So even some things that I can relate with, with anger issues and, you know, feeling just angry all the time. I know that was definitely a lot of my upbringing as well. Just not really knowing where to displace this anger, this energy, really not knowing how to deal with it. But it's so beautiful to know that you had the support of not only your parents, but also your principal. So I think that's a really important thing to like, if you know, not always, um, it's not all the time you can reach out to your parents, you know, sometimes they're not always going to be as supportive as we need them to be. But there's other people in our circle, like our principals, our teachers, other loving and caring people around us that can be that support system. So again, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so great. So I guess with that said, I'm going to get right into the first question here. So, Alex, for, um, for those who don't understand what the LGBTQ2SA plus stands for, um, what that acronym stands for, can you give us a little bit more insight into what, what it stands for? Yeah, definitely. So uh, that would be lesbian, gay, uh, bisexual, transgender, uh, asexual, sometimes ally is put in there as well. I, I like asexual in there a little bit more personally, um, and two-spirit. Uh, so if you don't know what two-spirit is, it is um, an identity that uh, Indigenous Canadians may uh, identify as, uh, or Indigenous peoples in general. Um, and I highly recommend looking it up. I wish I could talk more on the topic, but I not, do not identify as two-spirit myself. Uh, so I highly recommend looking up some uh, text from Two-Spirit Peoples, uh, maybe watching a lecture or a video. Um, but yeah, that's what the acronym means. There's a lot more to it. Uh, there's a lot more identities. I could go on. That's what the plus stands for. I, I could go on for 
probably two more minutes about all the identities. Thank you for that, for clearing that up. Um, so which, what do you identify as? So I would identify uh, myself as I was assigned female as at birth, uh, but I am male. I identify as male. So uh, the technical term would be female to male. Uh, I preferred the term assigned at birth because I didn't have really a say in uh, the way that my body was assigned to me versus my brain. Uh, but yeah, I was uh, assigned female at birth, so born female, uh, but I went through the steps to transition uh, medically to male. Okay. Thank you. And also for those who are wondering, um, you know, that was a pretty long, um, the LGBTQ2SA+. It's a pretty long um, acronym, but if anyone's ever wondering, it takes something as simple as a Google search to educate yourself um, a little bit more on some of um, what these terms actually mean. Important too that um, there are so many ways that you can uh, kind of research that, right? There's so many communities and I think it's important to let uh, people who are in that community and in that population, you know, explain uh, it themselves. Just like I explain transgender, I can't explain what it's like to be a gay male, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, just a few little uh, tidbits. I think it's important that communities speak for themselves. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, going and asking someone, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong in asking someone. If you have a few questions, you're unclear about something, always letting them know from that you're coming from just a place of wanting to understand. I think that's the best, best and first place to start. But of course, nothing wrong with asking questions. Absolutely. And being able to take criticism if your question does make someone uncomfortable, being able to listen to them say, hey, I don't feel like answering this and this is why and being able to learn from that. It's not someone attacking you uh, for not understanding. It's just educating. Right. Um, yeah. And respecting others boundaries just as you would want people to respect yours first. Right. First, right. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, Alex, so um, during the process of transitioning, um, did you notice any differences in um, how men and women are treated based on your experience? Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot, unfortunately, uh, even today. Uh, so definitely, uh, as I always tell people, um, for some reason, I'm a lot funnier since I've been perceived societally as male. Uh, I'm suddenly people look me in the eye a lot more, um, which is it's a sad reality um, is that be, just because I am seen as male, uh, people take me a lot more seriously than they did when I was seen as female. Um, and I think that that's something that's not talked about is that there is a lot of uh, just male privilege. Uh, and I, I really jumped into a place of privilege. Uh, I, I pass off in society as a uh, white male. Uh, and that in itself gives, <laughs> gives someone a huge amount of privilege in life. Uh, so that's something that I've noticed is that opportunities uh, kind of fall in my lap a lot more as well. Um, it's, it's a complete 180. Uh, and that's even coming from the place of a white female. Uh, I can't speak for other populations, but it I can only imagine um, as a, if I found difficulty as a white female, what other populations might face as well. Absolutely. Now, and that's such a great um, point to bring up. I don't think that's something that's often thought about um, or even talked about, of course, really, that when you, um, when you transition from 
from female to male, you definitely seen that there was a huge difference in the way you were treated just by very nature of now you're, you're, you're taking on um, stance of a man. So I think that's so interesting. I really, really think that's interesting. And it speaks a lot to the way women are treated, um, are, are still treated in this society, right? So I think that- And I, I can't even, I can't even lowly it. It's, it's insane because like I can walk down the street now at like 2, 3 a.m. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not scared, you know, versus when I presented as female, um, I wouldn't walk down the street at 2, 3 a.m. because, you know, you don't know what could happen. Um, so there's, it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. And uh, it's definitely something that isn't talked about. And that's still very, very present in society today. And that's so interesting that you also, um, not even just thinking about um, others, but also just feeling the difference within yourself, noticing that within yourself, you felt that before when you're um, presenting as female, you were, you were scared to walk down the street. And then once you transition, you, you really can see that that fear kind of just dissipated. So I really find that so interesting that as soon as you, you did transition that you really could feel that difference within yourself and then and, and adopt that, um, that fearlessness um, that, that comes with that, you know, that privilege of course, um, with being a man and just being able to walk down the street freely without that fear, because of course, all the things that um, women have to, to face, all the different things that can happen to a woman while walking or to anybody really, but generally we we know that you know as a woman walking down the street it's just a lot it's it's going to be a different experience than from a man so for sure and i think it's important for especially young men to acknowledge that too that there is a certain amount of privilege that we hold um within society and a certain amount of power but you can use that privilege and you can use that power for good uh, and you can educate yourself Amazing. And it starts with doing things like this, like talking about those types of things and those experiences that you, you felt, right? Especially being a white male within society uh, gives you a certain amount of privilege. Any type of uh, being a male in society in general gives you a certain type of privilege. Um, I know that I'm a lot, I'm taking a lot more seriously, like I said, uh, but it, it's all really prevalent when I go into stores. Um, I get people asking me all the time, hey, can I help you? Hey, hey, do you want some help? Like, can I help you pick something out, sir? Um, whereas maybe my partner goes into the same store and she gets ignored. Uh, so, and I think it's important to speak about just because there's no change in society unless you talk about it, right? Uh, and it is very real uh, and it's still going on. And for some reason we've stopped talking about uh, male privilege over the years, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good observation. I mean, we could talk about a million reasons as, as to why we can speculate why that's happened, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> exactly. That could be a whole other hour by itself. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Alex. Um, so let me ask you again about, um, about a little bit more about your transition. And um, so for you, was it difficult coming out? And are, maybe are you comfortable with maybe discussing how you felt about coming out and any maybe if you received any backlash or <clears throat> backlash from anybody? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so when I, I had to come out twice, um, so this was my second time coming out uh, because I came out as uh, being a lesbian when I was identifying as female. Uh, so this was my second time coming out. Uh, my parents knew I, I was within the community already. 
Um, and it, it was, I remember I was so nervous. My hands were sweating. I felt like I was going to throw up, <laughs> but I was okay. I remember I told my brother first, uh, just to see how he would react. Um, and he was nothing but supportive. He's in the community as well. Uh, not in the same category as I am, but he was very, very supportive of me and uh, encouraged me a lot to talk to my parents. Uh, and I did, I came out, I said, mom, dad, um, this is gonna sound really, might sound weird to you, but it makes sense to me, but I'm a boy and I always have been a boy and I want to do something about this and become who I know I am. Uh, and my parents took it amazingly. Uh, my dad immediately was trying to get uh, me in touch with a doctor who could explain the process a bit better to me uh, and help me out with that. Um, I'd been to th in therapy for years. Uh, my therapist was awesome as well. Uh, she actually helped in referrals and stuff like that. Uh, and my mom has been by my side since day one. Uh, and it's, it's been incredible. I haven't really, I was one of the privileged one whose friends really um, changed with me, but I think we're seeing that more and more, right? We're seeing it become more and more accepted within um, our culture and within society. So our friends are a lot more cool when uh, we tell them about this stuff. So my friends, uh, they've been with me the whole transition. Uh, I have most of my friends I've had for decades now uh, since we were little ones. Um, so they've been, they've been great. Uh, and that's been really, really, really cool is that uh, all my friends who saw me through the toughest years of my life when I was 14, 15, 16, um, they're all with me still and got to see me grow and become the man that uh, I knew I was and they knew I was too. Well, that's amazing. Um, like I shared before, it can be such a powerful thing to have that support. Um, especially from people who knew you from, you know, from the beginning, right? And seeing you go through so many different things, the changes, all that stuff, it's, it's so much more powerful. And it's so beautiful that you have that, that support and that support system. You didn't receive any type of negative reactions from anybody, whether it was on people, um, people on the street or anything like that. And if so, how did you deal with it? You know, um, I did. There was one doctor who I went to who actually didn't believe me. Um, and I remember I left there with such a bad taste in my mouth that uh, I didn't go back and my mom didn't believe him either. I'm glad that I persisted. Uh, I went to another doctor who did believe me uh, and pointed me in the right direction towards a uh, specialist, a uh, transgender specialist. Uh, and, but I, I handled that by just talking to my mom, um, talking to my friends, um, I knew who I was, so I knew I wasn't going to take that no as my dissuasion. Um, and I think that's something that is a big rumor, too, is that people transition and they transition back. Um, you see that a lot in the media because it's the media. Uh, the reality is it's under 1% of the population. So <laughs> transitioning back to your assigned sex is not a normal thing. Um, I think that's what the initial doctor was was worried about but uh clearly it's been a solid amount of time since I started and I'm living my life happier and healthier and better than ever uh so I think fighting when you know um especially getting second opinions uh even if it's not about this in general um and knowing 
trusting that inner gut uh, is really important. Uh, but for me, as for on the streets, I've always looked very masculine. Uh, so as soon as I cut my hair, uh, I passed within society's eyes. Uh, so I, I just looked very, very young. I looked like I was about 12 years old when I was uh, graduating high school. Uh, but yeah, I, I never really had any of that type of stuff. Uh, when I was at work, there was an incident uh, uh, surrounding someone's identity and washrooms. So not this job, but um, a previous job. So there was an issue surrounding washrooms and identity and stuff like that. Um, I didn't personally really feel comfortable um, coming out in that situation uh, just due to that happening. Um, but that's really the only time that I've experienced having to be quiet about my identity or kind of uh, had had anyone say anything about my identity. Right. I think two important themes um, there is like, you know what's best for you ultimately, right? And just like you said, sticking with it, fighting through it, getting a second opinion, I think um, that's really important. But then also you can, and just in the same, you can pick and choose just because um, you identify as whatever you identify, it doesn't mean that you always have to feel obligated to disclose that it's your choice. So I think that's a very important point. And I think it's also important to bring up that not every transgender person seeks medical intervention. Uh, you can be transgender and not want to medically transition. There's nothing wrong with that. You can also, uh, experience no gender or every gender under the spectrum and there's no issues with that. Uh, I think that's an important point to bring up that uh, it, it is so medical sometimes, but there are a lot of transgender people who can't medically transition or choose not to and they're just as valid in their identities. Very great point. Very, very great point. Thanks for bringing that one up. How would someone go about being an ally to um, someone in the trans community? I think for me, it would be um, learning as much as you can, um, be that through uh, books of lived experience. I love TED Talks. I love watching TED Talks of lived experience to learn more about populations from populations. Um, I, I really suggest uh, reading. There's a lot of really great uh, transgender and non-binary and genderqueer writers out there. Uh, who write about the topic and write about their lives. Uh, and I think just keeping an open mind, honestly. Um, I, I always say uh, it doesn't matter if you don't fully understand it. Uh, you have to realize that it's someone else's battle that's raging inside of them. Uh, sometimes it costs nothing to be kind uh, and to not say anything, even if you don't believe in it. Um, so I think really just being kind, being considerate, um, and researching because we're a lot more common uh, and we have a lot more in common than people think. Um, I think that transgender people over the years have been portrayed as something out of the ordinary, uh, but I'm, I'm someone's son, I'm someone's partner, you know, I'm someone's best friend. I'm a guy like, I'm an everyday guy like everyone else. Uh, and I think that's important to point out as well. Absolutely. Um, very beautifully said. And you know, one thing I just thought of, um, another way that I feel like people, we can be allies. I just caught myself. I just said trans, trans, please educate me. Let me understand. It's transgender and people shouldn't short it, shorten it to that. Is that a, is that a um, slur, the things that I just said? No, 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 it's not at all. Uh, trans is actually okay. 
when you add another N and a Y to the end of that, uh, it becomes a slur. Uh, but trans is okay. Trans and transgender are really just umbrella terms for uh, a variety of identities. So some people may use trans over transgender. Some people may use trans with a star. Um, there's, there's multiple ways to say it, but as long as the uh, other N and the Y are not there, uh, you're all good. Awesome. Okay, beautiful. And I think that was a beautiful moment just even right there, even finding the moments where you may not just have we talked about asking a question. It's totally okay if you catch yourself maybe thinking, second guessing, second guessing even something you said. It's okay to just even ask, just like I did, and um, someone will clarify for you. So again, thank you for clearing that, clearing that up for me. Exactly. And it's better to ask than to assume. Awesome. So this has been a great conversation so far, Alex. We've been talking a lot about, um, you know, your journey through transitioning, some of the things that you dealt with. Um, you shared that you you have a partner, which is amazing. So um, one question I'm going to ask you is, do you find it difficult to explain your boundaries and maintain healthy relationships while identifying as a transgender male? That's actually a really good question. Um, I think it's a lot easier now that I'm a transgender male, actually, uh, because I'm more confident in myself and boundaries come from confidence uh, as do healthy relationships uh, and they come from self-love. So being transgender and going through that transition and seeing who I knew I was deep inside in the mirror has given me that self-love and that confidence. Uh, so I think that in itself has helped me out a lot. Uh, but I think also just knowing, um, knowing the company I keep. Uh, I always say that I'm as good as the company I keep. Uh, so if I'm keeping with bad company, I'm just as guilty as they are if something goes on. Uh, so holding myself accountable as well, I'm just making sure I make healthier decisions. Uh, and I think that all of that has come, uh, become a lot clearer since I did transition. Beautifully said. I love that you said that. You talked about self-love and ultimately that self-love bred that confidence. And when you're carrying those two things, you know, you're right, things, so everything, life is just so much easier. So relationships, how you deal with people, how you address everything, right? So I think that's just a beautiful point. Thank you again for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Self-love really is everything. Absolutely. Okay, so, you know, Alex, we talked a lot about um, questions or people asking questions if they, you know, they want some clarification. But I wanna ask you, um, is there any things that, um, you feel are off limits to, to ask someone who's transgender? I think asking generally their name before is not a good thing. Um, just because I, I, honestly, my name hasn't changed, but a lot of my friends' names have changed. Um, and I know it really sends them back to a bad place if they're asked. It sends them back to how they were back then and how they felt back then. Um, I think asking anything about uh, anything personal, anything you wouldn't like to be asked, you know, I think it's common sense. Uh, don't ask anything you wouldn't like to be asked. Um, just be polite, be conscientious and uh, treat them like normal people, you know? Uh, asking pronouns is absolutely okay. I think it's encouraged actually, I encourage asking pronouns. Um, so it can be as simple as, uh, maybe not going up to a random stranger, but in your introduction saying, hey, my name is so-and-so, I go by he, him, what are your, what are your pronouns and what's your name, you know? Um, and I think that it, a lot of stuff is starting with that now and it's amazing because it's starting to introduce us to a lot more diverse identities um, as well as diverse uh, 
I guess, people in general. Okay, great. So you talked about your experience in coming out. So I want to ask you, um, what is something that you would share, you know, for someone who might be in that same position, who might be wanting to come out, who's feeling scared? I think um, living your truth is the best freedom that a person can have. Uh, it's definitely, if there's a bad reaction, it's heartbreaking. Uh, but there's family to be found within the community as well. Uh, I consider some of my best friends uh, who are within the trans community, uh, they're my family too. Uh, and they haven't left my side for one minute, you know, as well as my own family. So even if the reaction isn't what you hope, um, you can find your own family, you can make your own family, and there is community. Also, giving people time. Uh, it's, it's a big, big, big thing to say. Uh, so if the first reaction isn't what you hoped, um, giving people time to kind of adjust and learn. Uh, but even if they don't, knowing that there will be family again and there will be a sense of community. Um, and I remember when I was younger, uh, people would say it gets better and I'd laugh at them and I'd, I'd kind of scoff. I'd be like, yeah, it gets better, okay. But it does, it really does. Um, and I think that's important to say that it really, really does get better. And that's from someone who used to laugh when people said that. Uh, because I couldn't imagine it ever getting better, but it really, really, really does. Yeah, I think it's um, funny because that's such a cliche I'm saying. It gets better, some people kind of just say, but it really, just like Alex said, it, they say that for a reason. You know, a lot of these cliche things, they're there for a reason, but it really does. So again, that, yeah, you're spot on with that. Okay, so Alex, this has been a great conversation. You know, I've learned, I learned a little bit more about you, which is always a great opportunity when I get to learn a little bit more about my friends. Um, but I wanna ask you, what are some messages or what is a message that you would like to share with everyone here listening? I think honestly, um, just being conscientious uh, about your language, about uh, what you ask, uh, but also, uh, being proud of who you are, no matter what your identity, uh, no matter uh, what goes on in life, knowing who you are and uh, being proud of that, uh, even if people doubt you, you know, um, I don't know, just being proud of your community and proud of yourself, because I'm really proud of the community and I'm proud of anyone who chooses to come out, uh, because I know how difficult it can be, but it really is life changing. Amazing, beautifully said. So Alex, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all about your, your journey with transitioning and talking to us a little bit more about how we can become allies. It's been a great one. And um, I guess we'll see you next time. Thanks so much, Lolita. If you want to hear more stories, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and like. To support more youth by youth-led projects, visit us at youthspeak.ca where you can donate and spread youth mental health awareness. So thank you again, everyone.